Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Explain This. I'm with the star of the show, Robin Riddle. Robin, what's going on today? Not much. How are you? I'm, I'm excited, as I always excited, <laughs> always. <laughs> for Explain This, because I'm learning right with you guys. And today's episode is a big topic. It is estrogen. It's yeah. something that we've all heard. We've heard people talk about today. Robin, I'm asking, can you please explain estrogen for us. I will. So I'm talking estrogen um, specifically related to women. Men have estrogen too. That's a whole different topic. I'm focusing just on you women today and what estrogen does for you, what it is, why we need it. Um, so estrogen is a hormone that's produced primarily in the ovaries. Um, it helps to maintain and uh, produce the reproductive system. This is where female sex characteristics come from. Um, but it also helps to contribute to cognitive health. So it protects the brain, bone health, um, and the function of the cardiovascular system, as well as in childbearing years, it helps to thicken the, the endometrium and has plays a part in pregnancy. Um, so there's three different types of estrogens in the body. There's E1 estrone, E2 estradiol, and E3 estriol. Um, that's important to know as a provider. Uh, patients don't need to know it quite as much, um, but as a provider, we know we never want to replace E1. We're not putting that one into the body purposely, but we're using E2 and E3. I'll get to that a little bit more when I talk about replacement options. Um, so symptoms of low estrogen. Uh, number one things that people come into me complaining of, hot flashes, night sweats, vaginal dryness, um, loss of collagen in the skin or elasticity of the skin. The skin just starts to look kind of um, kind of that crepey look to it, um, like wrinkled up paper. It's where things are drying out. We're losing that collagen. Uh, brain fog, just can't focus on things. You know, you walk into a room and you're like, why Why am I in this room? I've already forgotten why I came in here. Stress will do that too. That's not all estrogen, um, <laughs> but that is one of the things. Uh, mood swings, um, irregular or no periods, um, and frequent UTIs is another one that tends to be more um, peri and postmenopausal. Uh, increased risk of cardiovascular disease, and then osteopenia and osteoporosis are actually also things that come from low estrogen. Interesting. Estrogen is super important to a female. Super important. <laughs> we need it. Um, so average age of menopause, meaning one year without having a menstrual cycle, is 51 years old. So we, a lot of women start going through perimenopausal issues years before that. So in our 40s, our, our hormones start going crazy. We're losing things that are critical for protecting our body. Mm. Men are lucky. They don't do that quite so young. Um, so, you know, men's testosterone levels tend to stay higher a lot longer. So their their risks for dementia are a little bit lower than women's. Their risk for osteopenia, osteoporosis are a little bit lower. You know, we, we start losing our hormones so young, and we still have long lives left to live. Yep. So you could be half your life without those critical hormones. That's where hormone replacement therapy comes into play. Um, so there are ways to naturally help stabilize estrogen levels. Um, I'm looking more natural when I'm talking to younger patients who we've just got a lot of irregularities. I don't really want to throw hormones on board yet because the body's still trying. So when I'm trying to naturally do things, I'm talking about stress reduction, okay. good diet. Um, we want to eliminate 
sources of false estrogens like eating out of plastics and things like that. Um, so we really get into the lifestyle changes. Uh, supplement wise, things like black cohosh, um, chaste berry, evening primrose oil, all of those have shown some benefit in helping to stabilize estrogen levels and, and help with hormone levels. Okay. Um, <clears throat> then we get into replacement options. Now, a lot of people hear hormone replacement therapy or estrogen replacement therapy and they immediately think breast cancer. It's a very common misconception that's out there. Um, we are not triggering cancers with hormone replacement therapy, but we always have to be careful in making sure we're getting our yearly checks because if there was an existing tumor there that was hormone-based, we could make it grow faster. Yeah. So we are always encouraging your yearly um, mammograms, pap smears, all that kind of stuff. If there, again, was an estrogen-based tumor that did come up, we would just be adding fuel to the fire. So we are very careful in what we're doing. Um, but the big studies that are out there that talked about estrogen causing breast cancer, number one, were very flawed studies. Number two, they were using synthetic mm replacement. So let's talk about synthetic for a minute and why you don't want it. Um, synthetic, the most common names that have been out there are Primarin and Primpro. Yep. Um, pretty much everybody's heard about those at some point. Uh, those are created from pregnant horse urine. So pharmaceutical companies can't um, make money off of compounded medications. So they have to find a way to market it and to make it theirs. So to do that, they ended up taking the, the urine from pregnant horses and turning that into a, a hormone supplementation to give to women. Uh, a pregnant horse has 27 different types of estrogen. We have three, we replace two. So wow. big difference. <laughs> Your body, when you're taking those synthetics is like, whoa, what, what do I do with all of this? And so all those extra estrogens are just looking for something to do. Um, and for some people, they never have an issue with it. And for other people, it becomes a really big issue. I never, ever, ever recommend synthetic estrogens or progesterones for that matter, any right. type of synthetic hormones. Um, so to know that we are getting the right thing, you're looking for estradiol, estriol. Those are your bioidentical. Um, anything else is not going to be. You know, I, I really appreciate, I just want to point this out, because the way you explained synthetic hormones is, is in Primrin and Primpro. Mm -hmm. uh, I haven't heard that uh, explained it that way before, and, yeah. I, and I'm hoping that, you know, helps a lot of you out there who uh, have been nervous or have heard uh, negative things around hormone replacement therapy. A lot of it goes back to that study you mentioned. It does. It does. And when you look at it, it was a very flawed study for many, many reasons, but also it wasn't using bioidentical hormones. What we're doing with bioidenticals is literally replacing what your body naturally had. Mm. So different ways that we can get these hormones back into the body. Um, one is through a compounded cream that's applied to the skin. Usually we're usually when we're doing a compound, we are using E2 and E3. It's called a biest cream. So we're replacing estradiol and estriol through this cream. Um, estradiol is your most potent uh, estrogen, so we usually are using a little bit less of it, a little bit more of the estriol, but that's custom changed for every single patient. That's why we love compounds. We kind of just tweak things around until we find the perfect fit. Okay. Um, so compounded cream that's applied to the skin every day is the one option. Something called a trit or a trochee, which um, goes underneath the tongue or in um, between the lip and the gum. It dissolves and gets directly into the bloodstream through the mucous membranes. It's another way to get hormones in. Okay. 
Um, some some people will use things like patches. I don't do the patches so much. I tend to like the creams better. But there are um, estradiol patches out there that some providers will prescribe. Um, but then we also do pellets. And I love pellets because I we, we get a good dose. We just pop that pellet in, which we have a video on how I do that. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's there. And you don't have to think about it. You're three to four months with that nice, slow, steady, consistent release of your hormone without having to remember that daily consistency and that daily dosing. Now, with the you, you mentioned biest, mm -hmm. is is that included in the pellet as well? The pellets are estradiol only. Got it. And so they're okay. dosed a little bit differently because we're only using estradiol for the pellets. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, one quick question, and I again, this is probably an ignorant one. Are you checking all three of those estrogen levels when you get a hormone panel, or are you just checking one of them? Sometimes we do. A lot of times we look at just estradiol. That's your most potent one, and so that's the one that we learn how to adjust to that level. And got when it. we've got that level good, everything else kind of levels out with so it. So that's like your anchor. Mm -hmm. Super yeah. interesting. Yeah. Robin, you explained estrogen for us today. And guys, I hope you guys understand estrogen a little bit better than you did before you started this video. I know I have. Robin, I really appreciate this. Absolutely. Guys, y'all name it. <laughs> y'all, you guys name it. We explain it. Uh, as always, we'll see you next time. Don't go away. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.